0: roto grinders presents your first word in daily fantasy sports Let's go! the morning grind
1: presented by fantasydraft.com hey! stevie tpfl and company are here to jumpstart your analysis on today's dfs slate without further ado here's your host Stephen young hello everyone it is january it is the third of january it is a thursday and this is another episode of the morning grind if you cannot already tell i'm not stevie stevie is currently i believe getting married something to that extent who knows honestly but good for him um but unfortunate for you guys because now you're stuck with me uh but this is the morning grind sponsored by fantasy draft if you haven't tried out fantasy draft before they are my favorite site probably in the entire industry. They have great things going on every day. Today, they had a $20,000 pick and roll. Tomorrow, they have another competition, $25 entries, $7,500 in prizes. This weekend for football, they have a $30,000 GPP, which is fantastic. They have cash games, break-free, to heads, pretty much everything you want. So Guys, it's a sponsor. Go ahead and go check it out. I am joined here today for football and basketball. We're giving both of them to you by Will Priester, Chief Justice 06. How are you doing over here, buddy?
0: Doing good, man. Ready to hop in. We were talking about the good old days before we hopped on, and I do mean old. I don't mean former days. So, uh, nice little play on words there. But, yeah, definitely ready to break this slate down. Should be fun. Uh, You know, football, I know we get a little playoff slate, but, man, we're winding down uh, it'll be the super Bowl uh, before you know it hopefully we'll we'll link up soon and uh just, just glad to be on with you man yeah Nancy, me me too it's been a it's been a little while since
1: i've done a podcast with you but hey i mean we'll we'll see each other in person sometime within the next five months i can guarantee that i'm gonna be making my way out to the east coast but that's neither here nor there we have some basketball and some football to talk about let's start off with the basketball so you guys if you don't want to know If you don't want to listen to the basketball portion of it and just want to get straight to football, go ahead and go to the RG site, and it'll tell you exactly when the football begins. But we're starting with basketball here. we got a three-game slate. The first game on the slate is Toronto at San Antonio here. I have a one-point spread currently, 216.5 total. Kyle Lowry is doubtful. Valanciutis is out. Over on the Spurs side, Gay is doubtful, and Murray is out. Let's get started with the Spurs. Obviously, there's Aldridge, DeRozan, Gay. It's a three-game slate. People got to be in play, but what is your interest level on these three guys whose prices aren't terrible considering the size of the slate and how expensive they've been lately?
0: Well, I I don't mind DeRozan. I don't mind Aldridge. Um, Mr. Aldridge has been on a tear recently. Gay, I think I'm just going to stay away from no matter what, just because of questionable tag. And I just, I don't think I need him on this slate. Um, You know, there are just other guys that, I Can play so I think Gay's gonna be a, a fade for me. Uh, one guy that or two guys rather that I, that I really am interested in just for salary relief Derek White and uh, Brian Forbes, these guys have been playing big minutes recently, uh, and they've been producing you know, Derek White, you know, three 30 point games in a row, and his price has uh, not come up really much. Uh, he's still in the, the 4K range there, and um. You know, if, if, if you're hopping on fantasy draft, then you'll see he's 9-2. I mean, that's a very, very respectable. And we got Brian Forbes at 8,500. Uh, so I, I actually really like these two guys uh, for value on this slate. They're, they're some of my favorites. Uh, obviously, we know that DeRozan's going to have a lot of usage in Aldrich. I don't really have to try to do much to talk you into these two guys uh, in a game that I think is going to be pretty competitive. Uh, don't want to overlook here that we've got the reverse revenge going on on both sides. So, you know, we've got DeRozan against the former team. We've got Kawhi against the former team. I'm expecting this to be a show. I'm expecting it to be fireworks. And so, obviously, I'm going to, if I'm going to stack this game, uh, those two guys are going to be primary targets. Yeah,
1: yeah, no, I'm, I'm right there with you. I mean, White is just way too cheap considering what he's done lately. The only price raises price 200 after he's had three 30 point outings in a row. He is definitely on my radar. Forbes at $300 cheaper. I think I'd rather go with White, but I'm not going to argue with stacking this game up a little bit and pairing White, Forbes, and DeRozan would probably be my preferred guy just strictly because of the revenge narrative here. But all those guys are in play. What about over on the other side of the Toronto? Oh, also something to note. White and Forbes have a little bit better matchup because Lowry's not in there. Lowry's a b- much better defender than Van Vliet is, in my opinion. But over on the other side, we got Leonard with revenge here, priced at just 8.8K on the slate where there's only three or four guys to really spend up on that you really like. Um, Siakam, Van Vliet, Ibaka. I mean, with, without Lowry in and without Ben Valanciunas in here, there's a little bit of myths to go around, but it's been like that for a while. Who are you focusing on in
0: Toronto? I'm just going to stick with the usual suspects, Uh, Fred Van Vliet. I know he didn't have a great game the last time out. And in fact, I think the past two games, he hasn't been as good or or the past, I guess, two out of the last three or three three out of the last four, something like that. The bottom line is if this guy is going to continue to play 30-plus minutes, uh, I'm just going to fire him up. So I'm not thinking twice about it. I'm just going to play him. Uh, You know, I I like Danny Green in the spot as well. Uh, another revenge factor here. I mean, just so so much revenge on both sides. And listen, I'm not a guy that's going to buy into it every game, but in a game like this, it's going to be a primetime game. I mean, you've got three guys that have legitimate, you know, pretty much going against their former teams. I like it. So Danny Green is going to be at the top of my list for shooting guard value tomorrow, uh, mainly for that reason. I'm, I'm not afraid to admit that it's not analytical analysis. It's just a revenge factor uh pascal siakam uh, i think you have to look at him a guy that's playing you know 32 an average of about 32 minutes a game um and has just been playing phenomenal phenomenally and you know he's another guy on fantasy draft especially when you can roll out you know you know four or five forward centers you know he's a guy he's a guy that i'm looking at um and just a great cash game player a guy that's rarely going to let you down and so i i, I really like him he's twelve-two on fantasy draft uh, he's a guy that i'm going to be targeting heavily
1: yeah yeah no i'm kind of right there with you on all those completely agree we forgot to mention like pertle got a start last time without uh gay in the lineup here you think he gets one again and would you go with the revenge narrative with him at all just thirty-five hundred on a four game slate that man
0: has. i mean whoo Thank you, Grant. See, I mean, you're, you're helping me out here. Like, I mean, isn't this like the ultimate – I've never seen a revenge game with this many back-and-forth pieces. Uh,
1: Did Cleveland
0: play the Lakers
1: last year? Because I feel like there, there was Nance, there was Clarkson. I don't even know.
0: Yeah, but but this has got – I mean, legitimately, great. – doesn't this game have five or six pieces? I mean, we've got Green, Kawhi. We've got Green and Kawhi. And uh, then we've got DeRozan, Poto, and that – is that it? Yeah, that's it. So, we've got four pieces.
1: Yeah. I mean, yeah, most of the time we see it so often in the NBA that it's just tough to trade superstar for superstar or whatever. So, you always end up with three-team trades just to make everything bounce out because of the salary cap. But, yeah, this one was just straight up like, I'll trade you Kawhi for DeRozan, let's just throw in two or three other pieces that will make it fit. And, yeah, that's how it worked out. But, yeah, this should – like Spurs are not really a team that I want to target against and either it's Toronto, but just the narrative in this and the fact that it's a three game slate, you have to have interest in these guys, but yeah, yeah it'll just be, it'll at least be a real fun game to watch too. Let's move on to the next game, which is also going to be real fun to watch Sacramento versus Denver. Um, we got, I believe that Gary Harris and Millsap were both back and played a not full I'm minutes, but around 20, um, Barton's still out. Isaiah Thomas, obviously, still out. Other people that don't matter are still out. And then over for the Kings, it looks like Bagley is doubtful. I don't believe that he's going to play. Um, Let's start off with Denver, who get a road matchup against Sacramento, the second-fastest-paced team in the NBA here. Or maybe first, I don't know, they keep bouncing back and forth. Um, But we got Joker here, who's probably seeing a decrease in usage but is still priced up. But it's such a good matchup that – I don't really, I don't really care. We got Murray in here. We got Millsat back in the lineup. That's not that expensive and should see a small amount of minutes here. We got Harris that's saw 20 minutes in his first matchup. How are you handling all these guys coming back into the lineup? And how are you? Who are you attacking on the Denver side
0: of the ball? Yeah. So unless I get some word that Denver is going to start, you know, passing out uh, hall passes to these, these I don't want to say superstars, but. You know, start giving these guys a little bit more minutes and giving them some freedom. Uh, I'm. It's going to be a stay away for me with all these guards and forwards. Only two guys that I trust right now on Denver are uh, Nikola Jokic and Jamal Murray. I know that a lot of these guys, like Monty Morris, I know they've been playing well. I know Malik Beasley's been playing extraordinarily well. But I, I just in good conscience can't recommend – Craig, Heron, Gomez, Plumlee, Morris. But I can't recommend these guys knowing that almost all of them are going to play 25 minutes. Um, I know it's the Kings, and so I I, I get the reasoning why I, I probably should have some interest. But me personally, I just I just play Jamal Murray and Jokic if I want to get exposure to this game. Those are two guys that I know for sure. Uh, as long as it's not a blowout or something like that, uh, it's going to get 34 to 36 minutes and so i'm just going to pass on the rest of these guys and just just play those two
1: yeah yeah no i don't blame you there um honestly though i Millsap wasn't out for that long we've seen him be a ridiculous point per minute producer at certain times in certain games it's a three game slate um i'll absolutely like the guys i really have interest in are Jokic and our murray but i will take a flyer or two on Millsap. i mean i'm not playing a huge amount but He's yeah. one of the few guys that should go very low on because people are worried about how many minutes he's going to end up getting. He had 22 the last game. There's a high pace game. He could push 25 here. He wasn't out that long. It was just a toe problem. So I, I, I could see going with Millsap here, honestly. that I, I don't have any problem with going that. But yeah, you're right. Not going Plumlee, not touching Beasley, not touching Morris. <laughs> Gary Harris is not worth it to me. What about over on the other side with Harrison Mills? <coughs> Sat back in the line. I'm sorry about that. Both of the, the Denver team is probably better defensively than they have been lately. And they've still been one of the top defensive teams on the year. Are you interested in any of these Sacramento guys on a three-game slate?
0: I absolutely am. Uh, Sacramento's been playing really well here. Uh, I, I think they've been one of the surprises uh, of this NBA season. I know they're not – they're still not a, a, a top-five team in the West. or You know, they're not a top-tier team. But overall, this team is is playing hard. I think it's a direct correlation uh, with Coach Yeager trying to have some form of a definitive uh, uh, allotment of minutes. So the minutes haven't really been all over the place like, you know, we've seen in the former years. It looks like they're committed to giving De'Aaron Fox the keys and committed to giving him 35 minutes. It looks like they're committed to giving Heald you know, 30-plus minutes. Bogdanovich, 30-plus minutes. And then, you know, Willie colley stand, 30-plus minutes on most games, as long as, you know, he's not in foul trouble or there's a blowout. And then you've got your guys like Shumper, uh, you know, and, and and Justin Jackson. I'm not playing those guys. Um, I, I don't mind Shumper or elites. I'm not going to play Justin Jackson. But I'm saying those are your like your, you know, your, your role players, your guys that are going to get you know, 28 minutes on a, on a, on a normal day and you know, 32 to 35 minutes if they're rolling and just kind of play a hot-hand scenario. But Fox, Healed, Willie Colley-Stein, Bogdanovich, those four guys, I do not mind taking a shot on them at home on a three-game slate. I mean, De'Aaron Fox has just shown that he has massive upside this year. I mean, we've seen him put up over 60 fantasy points, I think on multiple occasions, over 50 for sure, and over 40 on a regular basis. De'Aaron Fox is actually uh, one of my favorite plays on this slate on for 3 game.
1: Yeah, yeah, no, I'm kind of right there with you. Fox, the price seems right. The slate size seems right. I think I prefer him to Murray over on the other side. Willie Colley-Stein, something that should be noted is that I believe this is a home game, and Willie Colley-Stein has fairly big home road splits, if I remember correctly. I mean, just look at the last 10 games. On the road, he had 35-22 four and 30 while at home he's at 25 which wasn't great but 38 55 37 30 so he's been playing well at home lately this isn't a fantastic match matchup but there isn't a whole lot of options he's one of my favorite ones on this entire slate that doesn't feature too many great center plays here for fantasy but i'm right there with you for the rest of the guys let's move on to the last game of the slate houston at golden or golden state at houston nope no other way around It's in Golden State, whatever. In any case, we have Ennis is questionable. Paul and Gordon are still both out over on the other side. Guys that are always out are still out. And Evans is probable or probable. Let's start with the Golden State side of the ball because we know exactly where we're going with Houston, likely. What are your interests in the three big guys, Curry, Durant, Thompson, and I guess throw Draymond in there? Um, going against Houston, a slower-paced game, but still has a decent total at 225 here. Golden State's favored by it. Are you worried about the blowout, and who are you looking at on the Golden State side, if so?
0: I'm actually not worried about the blowout uh, because James Harden is playing out of his mind. He's kept the Rockets. I know we're talking about Golden State, but I'm, I'm just kind of summing up my rationale behind why I'm not afraid of the blowout. But James Harden has kept the Houston Rockets in every game, um, you know, since Chris Paul has went down. And so, you know, I, I'm not afraid of, this, afraid of this game at all. Um, you know, obviously a guy that's going to, I think, jump off the page for everybody tomorrow, even though he hasn't flashed as much upside consistently as we would like to see. Sometimes you got to strike while the iron is hot. The iron is hot. Draymond Green is 5900 entirely too cheap, uh, I think, for this slate. And, I mean, he's going to garner some ownership. and I, But I don't think there, there are many other $5,900 guys that we'd rather play over him. And so I think this is good chalk on a slate against Houston. Uh, Kevin Durant, 9,200. Steph, 95. Clay, 61. These are all very reasonable prices. And the only guys off the bench that are playing, you know, the only guy off the bench playing over 20 minutes is Andre Iguodala and a little bit of Jonas Turepko. He's playing about 20 to 21 minutes off the bench. Everybody else is roughly around 15 minutes or less. So, this starting lineup here, including Kevon looney, who's been playing about twenty seven minutes a game now i uh, I think all these guys are in play. I just think it depends on your lineup construction. Uh, I really think it depends on you know how much you value uh you know the 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 uh Toronto versus Spurs game with a little bit cheaper pricing for some of their stars and uh the sacramento denver game how you how you feel about the pricing but uh, I mean, I, I don't. I think Curry and Durant are, are really two of the primetime plays here. And I don't think they'll get as much ownership as, as the early game um, in this spot. So those are two guys I really like.
1: Yeah, yeah, I mean, I don't know. I, I think I prefer the other guys in the other games more than I do Curry or Durant. And obviously Harden's a lock. We'll, we'll get to that in a second. Um, Any interest in Iggy? Who, I mean, outside of the game, he got ejected. He's played over 20, 23 or more minutes in the last – what six games? Five games. Um, he should get a, now the, about the same run. Now he's getting twenty-five to thirty-five points almost every single game that he plays twenty minutes. Any interest in him at four K? When there's only what four or five salary savers that are good options on the slate?
0: Yeah, I don't mind Iggy at all. Uh, I think he's a I think he's a great player on this slate. Um, you know, at four K here. I mean, I, I just I, I think it's worth it to consider and play him. Um, you know you got to get some value from somewhere. Now I will say this, if you're talking about 4k straight up on this slate, I'm just going to take Danny green, but, but I think Danny green is going to get more ownership than Iggy on this slate. And so that's why I don't mind the the direct pivot. And if Danny green happens to have one of his, you know, nine point fantasy games here. Then uh, I think Iggy will, will easily pass that.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I'm kind of right there with you. So other side, James Harden just stone cold lock. Let's get out of the way, right? With how he's playing, he's a lock.
0: Yeah, I mean he, he's he's playing out of his mind, man. And think about it, he's 11K on uh, on 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 uh, DK on fantasy draft. You know, we get him pulled up here. He's 194. I mean, like think about that. So so really, he's cheaper on fantasy draft than he is on on DK. I think if you're playing if you're playing on fantasy draft tomorrow. You know, in the uh, in the pick and roll, uh, I think there's a 10-entry max, 10-entry max. If you're playing 10 lineups, I think he needs to be in all 10 at this price uh, and, and, and the way he's been playing. So uh, I, I'm with you 100%. James Harden, right now you just have to play him. If he gets 40 fantasy points tomorrow, so what? It's not going to kill you, but I don't think he's going to get less than 50. Uh, re- really love him in this spot here.
1: I mean what he since December thirteenth, his lowest scoring game was fifty-eight. That was his lowest floor. You're getting a sixty floor, and he's played good competition, fast competition, slow pump competition. Right.
0: I mean he, he he put it up against Memphis, like one of the slowest teams in the league, and he didn't disappoint. So yeah. uh you know, I, I love Harden. My, so here's my second favorite play uh on the on the Rockets. I, I think Clint Capella is a lot for fifty points in this spot uh I, I I think he's going nuclear here 6900 I mean his, he's been playing really well and his price continues to go down i, I don't I, I don't get the logic here, but I mean it, it, it's insane his price is going down and the way he's been playing. I mean if you look at his last 10 games, 37 20, 20 he had a 23 in there. But 37, 23, 46, 52, 51, 30, 41, 43, 42, 40 I mean, man, he's been playing phenomenally, equally as well for his price point. Uh, I love him in this spot. I, I think Clint Capella, like I said, I, I think he's a lot for 50. Uh, you can just go ahead and give me my morning grind 7X guy right now. Mm-hmm. I'm, taking, I'm taking Clint Capella.
1: Oh, man, I forgot exactly what the game entails. Can never mind. I always have to have Stevie remind me. But we'll see if we get around to playing that. I'm right there with you with Capella. Like his price tag's too cheap. It's dropped 1,100 since two games go against the Pelicans just because he did not do great there. Um, but that's been his only real rough spot in the last spot. Like yeah, pretty much every single game he's six xing yes. or seven xing. So I'm right there with you. You ready to move on to football or anything else you want to say before
0: we get there? I'm good to go, man. Uh, Oh, oh, sorry. Eric Gordon, we know he's going to be out again. And I think James Enos may be back. I will say this. On a three-game slate, I know Austin Rivers didn't have a good game. I would not fade him here in this spot at this value, playing 30. He's probably still going to play 35-plus minutes. A uh, guy that's, you know, going to get the shots up. He took 11 shot attempts. I mean, he was five for 11, didn't do much in the other categories. But if he can get the ball rolling here, I think I think he can get the 30, 40 fantasy points in this spot. So just want to put that out there as well. I, I do still like Austin Rivers, even though he didn't flash any upside in the last matchup.
1: Yeah, yeah. I'm right there with you. And guys, if you've been waiting around for football, here is the time. We have a four-game slate for the wild card. A whole bunch of games that I am excited to see and should be decent for fantasy. Let's start off with the first one. Saturday, early game, Indy versus, or early-ish game, Indy versus Houston here. There's a 48 total. Houston is favored by one point. Um, Let's start off with quarterbacks. You have interest in either of these quarterbacks? If so, which one more?
0: Uh, I I have equal interest in both. Uh, Man, and and you know what? I I almost hate this game as the first game because just from a fantasy perspective, everyone wants to stack up the first game of the slate and see their earnings. You know, that's just a rookie move. However, for this particular slate, uh, a a two-day slate, I, I, I just I like both sides of this game. Uh, I, I like both quarterbacks equally. I think if I was playing 100 lineups, um, I'd have both quarterbacks half and half equally. I think they've both got an equal shot to get the job done. Um, they, they're going to do it in different ways. But the bottom line is these two quarterbacks have been playing phenomenally. Andrew Luck has just been cranking out, you know, big touchdown game after big touchdown game this season. Um j- Just really like Andrew Luck. Deshaun Watson, the same thing. Got a little bit more rushing floor. But, I mean, he, he's he been playing phenomenally. D- just love both both of these quarterbacks.
1: Yeah, I'm I'm kind of right there with you. I mean, I don't have a huge amount of love for Watson here. I mean, he can have a little bit more of a rushing upside going against this Indy Uh, team that kind of forces shallow passes and can force them to run a little bit more. I mean, look at the last two matchups. He had 18 in the second one, I believe. And he had 35 in the first one though. And he ended up with a decent game there. They ended up winning, I believe. Um, But I, I think I prefer luck. Like Houston forces you to pass the ball. They have one of the best run defenses, if not the best run defense in the entire league here. I think that luck goes absolutely nuts. I mean, we saw it in both the other two times they faced 27 points in the second one, 39, almost 40 in the first one. Went for like 800 yards total between the two. I love Luck. He's my favorite QB of the weekend here, and I like the targets that I have that I can pair along with. So I'd say I'm more interested in Luck here than I am Watson, but both of them are definitely good plays. Let's go to running back, Mac Miller. Interest in either of them?
0: Um. Not really, uh I think I'm gonna be eating the running back chalk on this slate, uh and it's not even close. I don't see a reason to uh venture out too much, so i am I'm, I'm gonna eat the running back chalk so, which means Marlon Mack and Marlon Miller are both gonna be on the the outside looking in for me here um look if you know if you're multi-entering obviously you know and when i'm talking about multi-entering i'm talking about you know 20 30 40 50 lineups 100 lineups i think you sprinkle them in you know you, you get some 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 light exposure if you will to them but i mean i know we haven't gotten there but i mean there are going to be some big horses coming here soon like he's like Z, chris carson uh um Melvin Gordon, guys that are just going to get touch after touch after touch. Um, and so I don't I don't want to spend it on these fringe guys. I know Marlon Mack has the upside. I know Lamar Miller has the upside. Uh, but just for on a game-to-game basis, I'm, I'm always going to put, have a lot more faith in a guy like Zeke and Melvin Gordon versus these running backs.
1: Yeah, I like both of them, but I don't mind throwing a running back in that flex spot there. I will be playing some Lamar Miller. I mean, Indy just forces up such a high – Percentage of targets to opposing running backs here. I mean, we saw in the last game they played where Lamar Miller just doesn't catch the ball too much. He had five receptions six targets. I could see that I like him more on a PPR side than I do over on FanDuel. So I think on DraftKings he's a very viable option at 5.9 cave, especially if you're not playing Deshaun Watson and you're expecting maybe there's some way that uh, they end up getting out to an early lead. What about wide receiver and tight end? To me, it's Hopkins is a good play. Not quite great, but a very good play. I'd rather pay up a running back. Hilton is a great play. I love who I will pay up for regardless. In men, you can take a flyer on. And then Ebron, to me, is one of the – probably behind Hurts, but the second-best tight end to play on the slate.
0: Yeah, I just, I just need Hilton to be healthy. And if he's healthy, uh, he should have a good game. I mean, went off for nine and 199 against his team a couple weeks ago. Just put on a clinic. I don't see that changing here. They're still going to be indoors, not at home, but they're still going to be indoors on the fast track. Uh, Hilton is actually one of my favorite wide receiver plays on the slate. I really like, you know, the possibility of him doing damage against. So um, I'm I'm going to be playing some Hilton. Ebron, Ebron actually is my favorite tight end play on display, but it's just because of the combination of price and skill. So, obviously, if I could only play one tight end, I, I'd probably take a shot on Zach Ertz because I feel like he's the, he's the play that's most safe. But, I mean, if you look at what Ebron's done this year, I mean, he's been pretty pretty safe as well. Um, you know, he's, he's been playing really well this season. And so, you know, with the combination of price and skill, like I said, I really like this game. Um, so, if, I, if I'm rolling out luck, I'm going to for sure have T.Y. Hilton and Ebron in every lineup. I'm not, I'm going to pair them with both every time not fading either one of these guys.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Right there with you. Let's move. uh, Anything else? I'm not, I don't feel like talking about defense at all. The defense you play this weekend is the Ravens. Boom. There we already have that decided. Um, let's move on to the next game, Seattle Dallas. This is probably two of the other quarterbacks that I'm kind of interested in just specifically because of price matchup. Um, Dak and Wilson, both of them can get it done with their legs. We saw Wilson not really run a whole lot during the first half of the season. But then the second half, he's been running a decent amount here. The run kind of gets it off of him. He still has one of his highest touchdown uh, totals for a season ever this year. Maybe his highest, I can't remember. Um, Dak, Wilson,
0: you have interest in these two guys? Not really, man. Um, I, I... They're just kind of on the outside looking in for me. Like, I'm kind of going all in on on, on the guys that I, that I feel most comfortable with getting the job done. That's going to be Andrew Luck. That's going to be Deshaun Watson. Uh, that's going to be Phillip Rivers uh, for me. Uh, and, and maybe a little bit of Mitchell Trubisky if I'm trying to do something a little bit different. But I just I, – I feel like Dak and, and Russ – I feel like it's not going to benefit me to play them versus, you know, Watson and Luck in this spot because I actually expect this game to be somewhat low scoring, um, at least on one side of the field. And so I I think Seattle's going to lose this game. I I think they're going to try to run and try to run and try to keep that running game going. Uh, I'm just not sure how effective it's going to be. You know, will, will Chris Carson get 80 yards and a touchdown he could still do that, but I, I I'm I'm expecting Seattle to struggle here. Maybe I'm just wrong on that. Maybe my read on this team is wrong, but I'm expecting them to struggle. Um and so I just I just I don't have a lot of interest in Wilson or, or Dak. I just really the only guy I really like in this game is Zeke. Um I, I don't mind Amari, but my, my main target out of this game is Ezekiel Elliott.
1: I like Dak a little bit. Russell Wilson's one of the few, probably the only quarterback on the slate that I'll play naked. Um,
0: yeah, yeah, I agree. I agree. Totally.
1: Yeah, so, like, if, and it's just the way the lineup building works out. Then Wilson's the guy that I'll throw in there if I'm naked. Or if he's naked, you get what I'm saying. Um, in any case, Dak, I'll pair with Cooper and a little bit with Zeke. But it, it's it's kind of a correlation play for Dak if I'm not playing Zeke. Hoping that Dak is the one that ends up going off here. So I think that any lineup where I don't have Zeke in, I'll probably end up putting Dak in. Um, no interest in Nate. I'm not playing Jarwin, I'm not chasing last week just because he had one decent game. I mean, I get that he's cheap, but I'd rather just pay up a tight end. But, yeah, I'm right there with you outside of the quarterback take. Play Zeke, play a little bit of Cooper maybe. But that's pretty much it from this game.
0: Yeah, yep, I I totally get it. Same here.
1: All right, so we have the Chargers versus the Ravens. Ravens are a three-point favorite. By the way, I hope Seattle does not lose because I'm a Seahawks fan. Baltimore is a three-point favorite, 41 total here. Um, Rivers and Lamar Jackson, it, to me, outside of Wilson, Lamar Jackson's the other guy that will throw in as a one-off. I think it just comes down. To, if I'm doing a one-off, it's wh- whichever one of these guys I can afford, I'll throw in. I have almost no interest in Rivers. I mean, I know he can get it done. I love the guy, but they're kind of a run-first team when Gordon is uh, healthy here. I think they will do that again. They're going to try and extend their drives because Baltimore tends to do the same. I'm not on Rivers at all, and I probably won't have much exposure to Jackson.
0: Yeah, like I said, you know, a lot of these guys are on the outside looking in. I'm telling you, man, Luck and Watson are just—they're locked in for me. Those are those are really the, the, my top two quarterbacks. Um, I, I don't—I don't think I want to play Rivers here. I'm expecting this game to be somewhat of a slugfest. Um, You know, Lamar Jackson, I I will say I I have some interest just because, man, this rushing upside – and the thing about his rushing upside is he's scoring touchdowns. He's just not out there running for 40, 50, 60 yards. You know, if he's got it anywhere inside the five, inside the ten, be on the lookout, he's probably going to pull it. Um, So, I mean, just as, as far as his rushing upside, you know, against Cleveland, you know, 90 yards rushing, two touchdowns. Um, You know, against Atlanta, 75 yards rushing a touchdown. Oakland, 71 yards rushing a touchdown. 119 against Cincinnati. And he's had, you know, some 67 sprinkled in there, 95 sprinkled in there. The rushing upside is just there. And uh, so I I don't mind playing Lamar Jackson, a guy that has somewhat of a a pretty nice floor here. Um, I'm not going to load up on him, but I don't mind him in this spot. And maybe a little bit of Gus Edwards, but those are only two guys. I don't like the receivers here. Um they just they just haven't been getting it done like, like like I would I would love to see.
1: Yeah, no, it is interesting with Jackson, much like Wilson. There is the highest total game on this entire slate is forty eight point five, so we don't see these massive totals. That we see elsewhere and a lot of these games we could see the majority of the work done uh done in the running game. So mm-hmm. Lamar Jackson, it just is a guy that you're not pairing with anyone in all likelihood because I mean we've seen it before. Last game, he only had 179 yards passing, and he still ended up to 27 points here. So, like, Jackson's one of those guys where if I don't want to pair anything up, he's a fantastic play, much like Russ, but probably to a much greater extent because Russ can end up getting it done through the air, too. Um, running backs. Gordon, I love Gordon. Like, he's has huge touchdown upside here. They're a run-first team. He can get it done versus virtually any team in my opinion, because he can get so much done through the air and he can get a whole bunch done in terms of uh, touchdowns. I love him. I think I prefer Zeke um, from just raw points, but point per dollar. They're close. Uh, I'm going to be playing a lot of Gordon. I'm assuming you're with me.
0: Yep. yep. those are my top two running backs, like Zeke, like Gordon. Uh, Gordon, you know, in my opinion, had had somewhat of a pretty, uh, limited workload down the stretch. Uh, and obviously it's because he was coming off of an injury, and, and, and I totally get it. Um, you know, if you look at the last two or three games, you know – excuse me, guys, so sorry about that. Uh, last, you know, <laughs> The last three games, uh, you know, he only had 12 carries tops. Uh, and that 12 carries was against Baltimore – uh, I'm expecting them to give him a full workload here in the playoffs. And, and, and I, I think he's healthy enough to get the job done. So he's him and Zeke are, you know, obviously the top two. And I think for good reason, just because they've proven to be very stable figures uh, for our fantasy lineups.
1: Yeah, something to be noted, uh, this will be the first time in a while, I think. I mean, a little bit last week, but uh, him and Eckler will both be healthy. And Eckler, I'm not playing him, but he could see a decent amount of, uh, change of pace work, which actually can help out Gordon in his production. Um, tight end, wide receiver. I mean, I'll use a little bit of Allen. I might use have a share or two of Mike Williams. I'm not touching a single receiver on the ball score side of it, even in a four-game slate.
0: Yeah, yep, yeah, I'm with you 100%. Don't think it's worth it. Um, you know, like you said, may, maybe a little bit of Williams, maybe a little bit of Allen. Yeah. Um, but, but that's about it. I don't, I don't want to take too many shots on the passing game.
1: Yeah. All right, let's move on to the last game of the slate. We have Chicago versus Philly, 41 total. Chicago's a six-point favorite. It's in Chicago. Let's start at quarterback. I have interest in Trubisky, strictly in GBPs, strictly for what he's done this year at certain points. I don't understand it. But we've I've seen more 30-point games out of him than pretty much anyone not named Patrick Mahomes here. Um, so just strictly because of that, I'll play Trubisky and I'll play any one of his number of pass catchers here, Burton, Allen Robinson, Gabriel, Cohen, in different lineups, just hoping that he has one of those ridiculous games that I don't understand just because Nagy's such a good coach.
0: Yeah, I mean, look, Trubisky is a guy that I kind of hopped on. Man, I caught him at the right time. I think what slowed down his production was the fact that he got hurt this year, um, but man, I hopped on biscuit I mean, just just the right time, and he rewarded me handsomely. And uh, I think this is a spot where you know on this slate, I think he's going to go pretty low on. You got to think his game is the last one uh, on the slate for this for this entire slate. Playing Sunday at 4:40, he's definitely not going to get as much ownership as Watson or Luck. So I, I'm I'm thoroughly interested. He's he's my third quarterback uh, on the slate, and I, he might be you know. They may be my only three. I might, I, I may only invest in three quarterbacks in this slate, and it would probably, probably be Luck, Watson, and Trubisky. I will say this. My favorite defense on this slate is the Chicago Bears. Their defense I've been playing at home all year. Uh, I just have, you know, I've taken stands on this defense, and I, I've been able to get them at low ownership most of the time, even at home. Um, you know, I, I'm not sure how high on they're going to be on this slate. You know, obviously I know – We'll get some projections. It may change a little bit throughout the week, but this is my favorite defense. Um, just kind of wanting to put that out there. I think this is a Tariq Coin game. Um, I know that Jordan Howard has kind of been, you know, getting the touches recently and kind of been getting into the end zone here a little bit, but I, I, I really like Tariq Cohen. I, like I said, I know he had a big game against Minnesota, 21 carries, 109 yards, two touchdowns. Like, I, I totally get it. I totally get it. But I, I think, you know, expect a gadget here. Tariq Cohen is, is really going to put on a show for his first game in the playoffs. Um, and, and if Tariq Cohen is having a good game, uh, you, you, you can bet that Mitchell Trubisky is having a good game. It's very interesting that those, those two, uh, when they have really good fantasy performances, they correlate really well together. So like, like those two guys.
1: Yeah, no, no, I'm kind of right there with you. And I think there's an interesting spot where you can actually – it's a four-game slate. you got to get tricky with some stuff. Um, You can correlate uh, running backs. So if Chicago's ahead, Philly's going to be passing the ball. You can play some Sproles with Howard. Uh, If Philly's ahead, they're going to be running the ball. You can pair Josh Adams with Tariq Cohen. So I think it's an interesting little way that you can do things and pair guys up. Um, in order to have a little bit of a correlation play in slight playoffs in these small little slates here. So that's just my thoughts there. But I think um, that pretty much brings us to the end here. Is there anything that I missed in Stevie's stead?
0: Uh, I, I don't think we missed anything. Uh, we didn't play the morning grand game. Listen, no big deal, folks. Just remember I said I, I really, really, really uh, – God, I, I'm hopping back to basketball. So now I'm getting getting my names crossed up. But Mr. Clint Capella, uh, really like him. And then, like I said, one of, one of my favorite plays on the whole slate here is uh, T- uh, T.Y. Hilton for football. R- really like him.
1: Yeah, yeah, I'm right there with you. My favorite plays are pretty much all Colts. Um, I guess my off the board play is Lamar Miller. Basketball. Who remembers what we were talking about back then? You guys can go listen to it if you want. It was so long ago. My memory does not go back that far. Um, Old age. But thanks for listening, guys. I will be back again, I believe, with Bobby tomorrow. Stevie is still, you know, getting married and stuff. Um, So congratulate him. Uh, Thanks for tuning in, guys. Thanks for joining me, Will. Really appreciate it. Always love having you on. And I guess that we are out of here
0: the kids